are we? Are you finished? <laughs> I've only just begun. I take it we're not inviting anyone today. It's a bit late now. We got... <laughs> it's it's more hassle. I don't I don't. It's it's nice having a guest on occasionally, but um, well, that reminds me. Um, we should acknowledge and say thank you because Simon says podcast mentioned us. Oh, okay. We had a recommendation on the one that Simon was on a couple of weeks ago. A couple of months, couple of, four weeks ago. Corruption. Okay. Well, I haven't listened to that podcast so much, so I can't per se recommend it myself. If you would like to recommend. Simon says, at Simon says pod on Twitter. Simon says podcast. It's now actually a... Almost a two two man show now. This is like right before the intro as well, so anyone listening to this will. Mm-hmm. It's got the gold spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was Phil actually who's the co-host of Simon Says Podcast now. <laughs> they're watching through all the Marvel films, but they're not doing it proper. Like they're not doing all the TV series and the one shots as well, like what we are. Well, like what I am, me and me and mum. Yeah, I've I've started reading the um, Marvel comics as well now. Of course, like, but in chronological order. You can't order. follow the plots of the regular movies that make sense. I don't know how you're going to handle comic books. I can. No, there's so many universes going on in comic books. They redo yeah. it all the time, and it's I know, so. But I'm starting confusing. at the very beginning, the dawn of history. What? Well, it, so with like the sixties comics cre- or something. No, no, no. Before that, it's the ones that I started with. Are uh, I'm, I'm actually on the Saga of the Serpent at the moment. It, it was um, like how it started off with how Midgard and Asgard came to be, and how it all came out of the abyss and stuff. And and Set and Chthon, the two, the serpent god Set, is is. And Saga of the Serpent God thingy. And and um, anyway, but I'm going to be reading through a lot of Conan stuff. And eventually, there's 27,000, or there's more than 27,000 comics in the Marvel Unlimited library. So it's going to take me a while. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to lose the plot of those so quickly. No, I'm not as I'm not as thick as you. No, we, it's just because you like, ask. Like kind of confusing questions in the middle of a movie. Yeah, but the, the reason they're confusing to you is because you haven't watched all the other stuff that me and mum have. I I guess. So you don't know how a lot of it ties together with the backstory that's not in the movies. Well, never mind. Anyway, yeah, thanks, Phil. Phil, for the recommendation. He has a podcast as well, but I can't remember what it is. Okay. Um, we'll want, be mentioning him later on as well. Do you, do you want to get started? I suppose we should. Go. Hello, Internet. Uh, I- Hello, Internet. I'm Firebolt. Oh, uh, yeah, and I'm the Orbiter. <laughs> Hello. You're a twat. I am not. Mm, you might want to edit around that sentence. <laughs> what, um, 
before we begin, I would like to um, mention that one of our avid listeners has made a request. Oh, um, which I have what kind of request? <laughs> they want to buy us some beer. Oh, okay, yeah. I that, have you looked into that at all? I have created a beer list. I haven't put anything on it yet, but by the time this goes live on Thursday, you and I, or me probably, will have populated it with some, and there will be a link in the description. If anybody out there wants to buy us a beer, we've got an Amazon wish list of beer, and we will gladly consume said beer while chatting shit. Um, And if you put a message in with it when you get it delivered to us, we'll even shout out your name... You seem to be struggling not to burp in the middle of that sentence quite a bit. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, so, what's happening today? Well, um, do you want to get started with the news? Quite a bit's happened. <laughs> oh, I read a funny thing today. It's some guy from um, one of the African nations has been tweeting about... Um, it was a, like a parody of the um, Arab Spring stuff, but talking about how everything's kicking off in America and that we're going to send um, peacekeeping um, and, and uh, urging for the government to, to kind of um, show restraint against its citizens and, and they're yeah. going to send peacekeepers over there. Well, I mean... <laughs> and they call it the American Spring. <laughs> I, sort of joking about that, but genuinely the police in America have gotten pretty... Fucked. Not all, particularly recently. I mean, they're fucked anyway. But not all of them. Uh, there, there have been some some pretty good pictures coming out of um, police and national guard shaking hands with the protesters, at which they shouldn't be because of coronavirus. But doing the taking the knee thing. Of course, there have also been videos of of police giving the white power salute and stuff like that. But but it's a mixed bag. It's not all of them. So anyone within that sort of sphere, I guess, um, who's not actively condemning the actions of other police officers and trying to do something from within the system, though, is kind of part of the problem. Yeah. Um, but that, that taking the knee and, and shaking hands on camera with the protesters is condemning. It, it, it's something, really. but I've seen a fair amount of stuff just getting worse from police um but basically sort of how this started meant i mean there's been general tension and outrage at how police have particularly treated black people and have uh, it's kind of snowballed though isn't it it's, yeah. it's more about inequality now there is racism in in intermixed with that purely because the inequality is kind of very heavily linked to race in America, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's sort of generally the justice system there is weighted against black people. Mm. And there's been protests here as well. Um, rightfully so. London, because our police are Birmingham, nice. Cardiff. Although not, police... about, not about our police, just... About the American situation. There are fair protests to be made about our police too, because although they don't have guns, which means that they're less likely to kill people, I mean, they don't use guns as much. Mm. 
police brutality still exists in Britain. Yeah. Mm. And black people are still disproportionately affected by laws in Britain. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say it's nearly as bad as it is in America, but that's not really saying much, is it? So. No. <clears throat> uh, also, well, basically, uh, it's, it's kind of difficult because things have sort of developed quite quickly with this. Um, so, um, th- this started with uh, the extrajudicial murder of uh, a black man uh, George Floyd I think his name was mm. who I believe um, there was a woman who was uh, doing something wrong to her dog uh, and <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all <laughs> I think she was possibly choking a dog I can't remember okay. exactly <laughs> And this guy, George Floyd, uh, said to her um, something along the lines of, uh, you won't like what I'm going to do next, after asking her to stop doing that. Mm. Uh, Basically alluding to calling the police, but because of the sort of general... Prejudice. uh, Yeah, that um, I think she took that as meaning that he was going to do something violent towards her because I'm imagining she's racist. Um, <laughs> and from that point on, a uh, police officer got involved, uh, tried to detain George Floyd and kneeled on his neck for nine minutes as he was saying that he couldn't breathe Yeah, and following that he died. Mm-hmm. Um, so following that protests started and it seemed like they were sort of, um, developing into riots, particularly in Minneapolis, which I think is the city that that happened. Yeah. I mean, there's still peaceful protests going on as well. Um, Um, but it is also worth saying it is a fair amount of suspicion around how those developed into riots that. Uh, white supremacist See, groups might well, be sparking. That was the ridiculous more. thing that I thought when um, Trump came out saying that, it, or basically accusing um, hard left wing um, radicals for for causing all the trouble. And it's like, but this is this is a very right wing situation. Yeah. It's like, what, what do you mean? Well, yeah. It just it just doesn't seem to make any so, sense. Um, yeah, there's suspicions there that. Um, white supremacist groups were starting to burn things to sort of make it look worse. Uh, I think it started as a peaceful protest. I've seen videos of organisers actively blocking people from trying to burn stuff down. Uh, Thing is as well... One, quite a few black people's houses have been burned down in Minneapolis, from what I but understand. But once you get to a certain point and, and the, the kind of fever pitch boils over, as it were, it, it, it becomes less about... The, the the original thing that caused it, it is just a, a catalyst, really. Um, it, uh, it was a situation that there's we, a fair amount of anger being brought up here. Yeah, but it's not just about. I mean, that that was a not very, related to that, but yeah. it, it, it's very related to the systemic injustices that yeah. caused that to happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, f- f- following this, the 
Trump's response to this, uh, the sort of initial protests developing into a riot in Minneapolis was when the looting starts, we start shooting or something to that effect. Yeah. Which Twitter had to um, oh, yeah, there's a whole put a notification on that this was this, against this is the guidelines kind of, glorifying this is, violence. This is all moving quite there. quickly, so I think most people will know like all of this. Well, I, some people aren't as involved with social media, so they might not. No, but the news, most people see. Uh, quite a fair amount of people don't watch the news that much. Okay. Um, so, yeah... Twitter had to step in and say, this is glorifying violence, but we'll keep it here because it's in the public interest to keep this here since it's from the fucking president of the United States. Um, so this, um, in some way, along with you know how Trump just generally complains about the news and media being against him, trying to remove protections for social media companies, um, basically treating them more like publishers if they're going to keep stuff up that they don't and like put I'd like to talk about clarifications where you think all this is heading um well uh I'll get to that uh so I have seen various videos of police around America and also in Britain it's worth saying uh being excessively violent as well as just harassing people that have nothing even to do with the protests. Mm. It's in like pushing an elderly man down that was just walking away from them. But like you say, I mean, it is a systemic thing as well because you've got you've got like lorry drivers driving their tankers into crowds of people and stuff. And yeah, kind of, uh, um, in New York, there were two police SUVs that drove into crowds of people, and that's a fairly big story. Did you you saw um, Black Klansman? Didn't you? I did. Yeah. That was that was a fucking good film, that. But it became a good film specifically because of the ending. The rest of it just kind of didn't have you. It, it, it the statement, you know, if you watched like the first half of it or even the first nine tenths of it, you'd think, well, what's all the fuss about? Why, you know, why is it, why is this regarded as such a good film? But then that ending, um, no spoilers, but um. That that just like I love I love films like that where you, you get like the not a punchline but you know what I mean there's a, there's the last scene kind of just makes sense of the whole thing. Um, um I, I thought it was fairly clear all the way through from what I remember. Yeah, but it was quite light-hearted and jokey most of it. It was quite um, it was quite it was a very dated kind oh. of humorous kind of. Um, almost frivolous look at the at the the situation the guy was in, uh, the black police officer bloke. I'm not sure about that, but um, it, it seemed that way to me. It, it, Perhaps because I'd seen I'd seen a lot of drama from that era, and it was made in that kind of style where it was, um, you know, it was treated. It, Racism was kind of treated as a almost like a comedy kind of tool, if you like. Yeah, I'm thinking we watch different films. Well, I, I it, think might, it, it might be because I, I lived think, through I think that kind of media towards era. the end of it. It did sort of because I I don't think that's based on a true story. 
Well, the the footage at the end was actual footage, though was real footage from the yeah. the riots, not the riots, yeah. the the protests. Well, I, I think maybe that's what you're talking about, sort of like bringing it to uh, non-fiction, I guess, rather than. But the main character was portrayed as a very kind of, um, I don't know. I mean, I fe- I felt like it was he was almost. Um, caricatured to a certain extent like the the hairdo was like massive do you know what i mean it 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 was the kind of hairdo that you would have had in that era of if you were of that race probably but it was it was almost like it was overstated okay to me i, I didn't really think that but okay um right going from what's happening with the protest though um yeah, but basically, uh, it seems that a lot of the violence that's been started has been due to police and possibly outside groups that aren't really interested to do with anything to do with Black Lives Matter or whatever. Uh, that they, they just want to start shit and they want to burn stuff, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some people who are wanting to uh, burn stuff because they're angry about systemic injustice. Um, but it, it seems to me like a lot of the violence has been started by police in these situations more. It's, and- a, it's, it's a powder keg situation, isn't it? It's, I mean, especially at riots tend to... I mean, that, that's the thing at the moment. We're kind of approaching what you might think of as riot season. Most riots tend to happen in the heat of summer, when, especially if there are things... Um, social injustices going on that are coming to a head and obviously there's a lot of pressure on politically and socially at the moment anyway um, but it's a kind of added to all the mounting injustices that we've had over a long period of time yeah. it's kind of it gets to the point where once it boils over there's almost like a, a critical mass where it doesn't it's not that it doesn't matter what it was originally about but people aren't thinking about that they're just it does feel like a lot Rioting. of people's you know I mean? attitude has changed towards police, though, in general, sort of. I have seen, I mean, it might be because I'm more involved with Twitter now. Um, I've seen a lot more people calling for real change, like possibly even a revolution. Um, I've seen Anonymous getting involved, which, you know, they don't fuck around. Um also, Trump, uh, and this is to do with sort of scapegoating far left groups, um, designated Antifa as a terrorist organization. Yeah, you mentioned that a while ago. Now, do you know what Antifa is? Anti something. Anti fascist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, place your bets as to who might designate <laughs> yeah, anti fascism. But- as a terrorist organization, and also keep I'm not mind- defending. I'm not defending um, Trump in any way here, but a label is just a label. Um, I mean, if that's exactly what they are—just an anti-fascist organization—then fair enough. They're but not it an organization, necessarily- though. Well, all right then. If it's Antifa, the general philosophy. Yeah. Well, it's, used it's a by similar the kind of thing with Extinction Rebellion, wasn't it? That, I imagine it was used by anti-apartheid movements in uh, South Africa. It applies to some groups in America against white mm. supremacy. 
anonymous, I guess, would fall under this. Um, I think it is important to remember, though, that I mean, because I mean, uh, we see what we see of the police in America, and we see obviously we see the the shocking scenes that can happen. I personally haven't been in any of those situations, um, and the police here do a lot of good work. There are, um, you know, the, every dealing, every time I come into contact with the police here, I have absolutely no problem with the way that they've acted and behaved. But then I haven't really been the nearest I've been, I think, to a pressure situation like that would have been when we went down to the Make Poverty History rallies and there's like protests and stuff like that but like keep in mind you're so white so you're less likely to experience discrimination from police yeah if you're focusing on racism yeah well that's the issue here yeah well yeah it's the main it's it's one of the issues Uh, there are other issues to do with general anger at the system yeah and the the thing that the thing that it's escalated to highlight though is is and this is, like I say, closely linked with race in America especially, is the inequality. And I think that's coming out across the board. Um, with It's becoming more obvious because of the whole coronavirus thing and how it's affected different people in different places in society. You know, I mean, there's the statistics that black people are more likely to die from it, you know. Yeah. And it's, and it's there's so many different things interlinked with that, that it's, difficult to kind of pin it down to any one thing but there are, that's the point isn't it it's, it's a structural problem in society um it's like you can't you can't necessarily say that because somebody's obese then um they're more likely to die from it um and that's that's just a, a simple situation like that it the, the, because the thing is they're obese because of something else because of the way that they are treated and regarded right. by society, but and, like and with these the opportunities that they get specifically, you cannot separate them from police brutality on the basis of race. They, they, they no, you can't separate them, but there is more being protested. I than can just understand that. Dan, that that's I, not the only problem that people are rioting about. No, um, but it is what kicks it. What kicked it off? Um, but the, the protests are mainly about racial injustice. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's generally more anger there because, like with any sociological issue, it that it's all interlinked, and um, generally because of the systemic and historical um, injustices against black people, um, it does become a bit of a class issue as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but like you say, I mean, it's probably, well, I'm sure it definitely is more the case that, say, somebody like me found themselves in uh, the like the lower kind of class trapped in 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 injustice or inequality in society it would be much easier for me to elevate myself from that than yeah. it would a black person i get that um but i mean 
with that whole sort of idea of lifting yourself out of poverty thing, that's kind of bollocks as well. Especially in America where you're punished for being poor. Yeah, all I'm saying is it, it would be an easier prospect for me yeah, as a white person to make improvements to my life. Yeah, I mean, you're less likely to... One of the main things, I guess, a thing that would stand out to me there is you're less likely to experience employment discrimination or be seen as well, that, dangerous. See, that's, that's, that's interesting because... Um, uh, I can't really sort of give any specifics, but in my workplace, I am actually in quite a quite a minority, um, quite a large minority, um, being British, um, or a small minority, if you, if you know what I mean. Uh, right. I, I guess, um, but I mean, sort of. Um, I think the difficulty is is it's not just about. What the actual? Yes, it is a certain amount to do with the barriers and obstacles that you got to overcome that are inherent in other people and their prejudices, but also it's about overcoming your own. If you're starting from a point where you think you're going to be prejudiced against because you are, then that kind of adds to it as well because you kind of you I don't know, you've got to have self belief to to achieve anything. And if you're within a society that you know is going to be prejudiced against you from the start, then it's more difficult for you to believe in yourself than it is for somebody else. I guess. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, in Yeah, in some ways, like, people are sort of... Because it would be like uh, the sort of comments that you might get would be sort of um, be quite a regular occurrence. Mm-hmm. They sort of uh, would infiltrate into your psyche. And this is true of, uh, I guess, any oppressed class where you sort of start to, um, in some ways, echo what other people have said towards yourself and you have to sort of catch yourself and go actually no why bearing in mind that there's not actually a huge amount of other news going on other than (laughs) this and the whole coronavirus thing i wonder whether it's worth link trying to link this into the subject of the podcast and in terms of um how the how other people's attitudes kind of what whether or not see racism as with sexism it's not just about whether or not you think you're racist or sexist, um, because most people don't. No, there's a fairly small subset of racists that are proud to say they're yeah, racist. Yeah, but there's also a kind of... Um, it's quite a tendency for everyone to think that it's not about that that, that they're not racist but that they are going to be coloured by, that's the wrong word, that their decisions and their, the way they act is going to be affected by the general views of society around them without them even knowing it. You know, you, you, can, yeah. you can act in a prejudiced way without intending to. I guess sort of 
Um, I like. I think we've probably said this before. Is to um, not really think of that as a binary because you can be racist and still not be a terrible person. It's just that you need to catch yourself on thinking certain things and sort of educate yourself to um, be less racist or be, be less prejudiced in general. It's a difficult one because I... I'm trying to steer this into the subject, so I'm, I'm right, trying right. to make it about sexism um, as much as Before you do that, um, just notes on... Antifa being labelled a terrorist organisation. Um, it's worth noting as well, in America, the KKK is not designated as a terrorist organisation. And uh, many of the mass shootings happen in America. Is Antifa? Well, Antifa's just been designated a by the US government. Oh, I thought you said Donald Trump. Well, I've seen something from Trump saying that the US is going to designate it as a terrorist organisation. Yeah, it doesn't mean it is, though. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the difficulty as well with Trump announcing things over Twitter. It's a sort of unofficial, but also official at the same time, because it could be l- illegal to do that, considering it's not even an organisation, so it's kind of impossible to designate it as a terrorist organisation, let alone an organisation. He says a lot of stuff. Yeah, but when he sort of says that with the the US is going to des- when he says it using fairly official language, we can assume it's at least something that he's going to. Yeah, try I'm not to saying do. it's a wrong. I'm not saying it's it's um, okay for him to be saying this stuff. It's just that he just comes out with so much bullshit. I don't really kind of if he says that something's going to happen, it's like mm, yeah, sure. He's right, I'll believe it when I see though. it. Yeah, for now. It means that they're moving to make it a terrorist organisation in the US's eyes if it's not already. Um, We shall see. But, yeah, the KKK is not considered one. Many white supremacist groups aren't considered one. And considering the amount of mass shootings that have proven links to white supremacist groups really well, does not send a good signal when... It's not a surprise, though. I no. mean, it's wrong, but it's not a surprise because, you know, Tony Blair is not regarded as a war criminal. You know? Right. <laughs> it, it sort of goes to this thing of, like, uh, when the Charlottesville protests happened and it was the Nazis at that protest that ended up killing someone and he was still very reluctant to criticise the fucking Nazis. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand. I get why you're kind of frustrated and annoyed by it, but it's just like the world just expects this shit from him now. It's like I it's guess, kind of, but like when you're explicitly anti anti fascist, that means and your government kind of means they're just openly fascist now. Yeah, I mean that's what I see it as. Or at least on the side of the fascists. I mean, I, you could very correctly make an argument about it before, but now it's sort of official. Yeah. Um. 
especially given I don't think I've seen him condemning any of the police brutality that's happening at protests, making them more violent. Yeah, I think the 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 general. I don't disagree with you on on most of what you're saying. It's just, my general kind of attitude, I think, has spilled over into real life now. Over the last few weeks. I've been trying to not completely block myself off from social media and, and news and stuff, but reduce my intake. Um, and I think in the process of that, it's kind of spilling over into my real life in that I try, I just try not to, I'm trying to be just a, like a, an observer. It, it's right that it, to, to flag it up and it, you know, it, I mean, I'd be scared shitless if it was happening here. You know, yeah. riots an inch. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> it wouldn't happen here because. No. But. I mean, it's a pretty small place. Already. But I've, I've, I've lived in London where riots have happened. Yeah. And one of the most famous riots there happened due to police brutality. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's it's. It's something that needs to be. I think policed is the wrong word, but it's something that needs to be kept an eye on. But I still think that the majority in this country of of police um, are doing a good job. It's just, it's always the bad apples, isn't it? It's always, it's the ones, you, you from from the way you're talking. It's a systemic it, problem. Yeah. And whilst there can be good but people the way that you're talking that, makes, adds to the problem. It adds fuel to the fire because it may, wow. it sounds like you're accusing the entire police force of being um, racially prejudiced and brutal. But when it's enough of it and it's a systemic problem and people aren't standing up and but stopping this is, it. But this is the problem when you when you expose yourself to so much social media all you're seeing is a sensationalist stuff it's a, you know when when you've been in situations where the police have kept you safe i can appreciate that the idea of police isn't inherently bad it's just the police systems at the moment are inherently corrupt yeah, they need changing. What what I'm supposed I'm slightly in defence of is the good ones because they're getting they're getting tarred with the same brush, you know. And it's like, yes, the system does need to change, but that's that's true across society, not just in the police. Yeah, but it's, it's not about oh, we'll we'll reform it, we'll make it better when people are dying. So what is it about? actually changing things yeah but this is this This is is, why people riot this is why people protest yeah yeah well that's yeah that's what's happening but uh, again i say that you know it 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 would be wrong it would be prejudiced to assume that if you see a policeman coming towards you or a policewoman that they are going to be racially prejudiced i i guess but like because that's as prejudiced as it's part of people you're accusing policy it's it part of policy to racially profile people, particularly in like the Met Police. But they'll it's part of New York Police policy. Mm. It, it the corruption comes from the top. Yeah, mm. a racial racial is one aspect of it, but it's also part of policy to profile people on all sorts of aspects. I mean, I you know I 
I got stopped and asked what was in my pockets walking around London because I had long hair and a black leather jacket on. Um, it happened to be a comb, but they, they were just checking that I didn't have a knife in my pocket. Now, that, I mean, that you know, that I don't think stop and search was a thing back then. It was just one of those kind of... I agree with you to a large extent. I would just say, just remember that there are there are a lot of people who do a lot of good work in that. I can appreciate that you know, there's people trying to do a job and that got into that trying to do some good for people. Um, and it can be difficult when you're faced with orders from the top. And Unfortunately, a lot of those people probably end up leaving if the system is really that bad they'll just that is, yeah give up on it but it's it's like everything else isn't it that you can affect the best change from within I, yeah well it's just that things don't really seem to be changing from within so that this keeps happening that, i think i think things happen in waves um I mean, I would certainly say that across society, in this country, racism is a lot less than it used to be. Um, I mean, yeah. There is is still a a huge imbalance. Our government, though, is still inherently racist. I'm not saying everyone in the government is racist, but the government has specifically racist policies. The whole hostile environment thing was. Do you know what I found quite interesting actually? There was an interview with uh, Boris Johnson. It was I can't remember. It was one one of the. I don't know if it was one of his MPs or something. But they were they were asking him questions about this constituent who had been living here since I think two thousand and eight and been working all that time and had paid into the system. This recently. Yes, I think it was, it was either today or yesterday. Um, and the problem that they were having, because of the government policy, um, but because they were, uh, there was something about their situation which meant that they that that they, they were on yeah they were they were here on license to work, um, but the license provisions were that they weren't entitled to any um, sort of benefits kind of provisions while they were here, so they could come here to work, but they weren't entitled to any sort of government support um and of course now that's a ma- massive issue because they can't get any of this furlough stuff or oh, right. um but what i thought was an interesting uh, i mean he, he he looked like he was saying all the right things and he was like oh you know this is a really worrying situation you really right to have brought it to our attention and, and would definitely look did he into actually this. do anything about it though well it was only like today or yesterday there, there are a lot of people that are in the same situation but what I thought was interesting was one of the first questions he asked was which country did they come from? And I just thought, how is that in any way relevant? <laughs> it's like, why Why is that the, one of the, the first questions you would think of? The only way that could really be relevant is like if they were from the EU, their immigration status might be different, but like yeah. there's still freedom to work here. Well, no, because if they were, if they were here... Working under a license, under a, uh, an immigrant license, then they yeah. wouldn't have been from with the EU. They were actually from Pakistan, but I just thought, what a, what a, a blatantly strange question to ask. Why why does it matter where they're from? 
it's, like you say, that's that's a, a stark admittance that they, they could be white. It could be okay. <laughs> that um, that we treat people different based on where they come from. Also, something sort of inherently unjust about our political system is someone who's white generally has more influence to make uh to, to hold politicians to account yeah can we move into sex ism we can <laughs> it's I, I know it's a massive issue and i do yeah. I, we do agree on, on I'm, the vast majority of it i just I, I i suppose i'm a bit of an optimist really i, I think we have to... got a subject at some point to do with racism i was gonna say are we doing all the isms uh no what isms are there jism I mean, there's like ableism and ageism. <laughs> you just like sweep that under the carpet. I think we have got one on age and we've done one on disability. I'm not sure how much we talked about ableism in that. Ableism. Um, so yeah, sexism. Now, I said that I was going to mention Phil again. Okay. And I don't want him to think like I'm picking on picking on him because I've mentioned, I, I tore into him a little bit on my um, Better Call Paul um, because we were, he was talking about um, Captain Marvel. Um and <laughs> you know what's coming, don't you? Yeah. Um, and he's, he's a really nice guy. So you know, I'm not I'm not being nasty about him or anything. Um, Hi, Phil. Be nice to me won't if we if and when we ever meet. He's he's cool. Um, but he, I mean, he he knows that people will accuse him of being sexist because of his views about that film. Um, about it's just it's not that he thinks it's a particularly positive. bad film. It's just that his 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 view is that it's kind of just. It's just like having all that year was kind of the Me Too movement and kind of having all that sort of rammed down your throat sort of thing. And I, I just don't get I, I didn't get that. Um, but the, the thing, the reason I bring it up is because I don't I don't want to, like, be down on anyone about it. It's just I don't I don't understand how it's ramming something down your throat when if you look at the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's. So far, is that not the only one that has a female lead character? Or, or you know, the, the title uh, character? One of the title characters of Ant-Man and the Wasp was... Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. And I suppose technically the Avengers include... Only one of them. Again, they're a minority, though. Yeah. So this, this brings up the situation that I think um, my point about is, is that it feels like something's being rammed down your throat when or or it feels like something's being pushed on you when it's attempting to redress a balance that's already been mm. way out of whack um it's like yeah i mean it's sort of you get this with um people complaining about women in movies and it it does seem to be mainly whenever there's a female lead or I did consider any slightly a feminist message. <laughs> um, but also you get this with sort of when people say black and lives matter. Say, he's not the only person. I mean, you knew what I was going to say. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have said the same similar kind of thing that they don't like that particular film because of the kind of, I don't even, th- I don't even see it as a feminist message. Uh, yeah, I, I've, well, so it, it depends it just, what you mean by feminist. See, to me, true feminism should be about equality, not favouring women. But the unfortunate thing about it is, and this is perhaps what I'm talking about, 
is that in a situation where everything is biased in one direction, to redress that balance, you have to bias things in the other direction I for think a while. Just, well, it's sort of like... Um, let's just take a film... Um, but go from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, say four. Mm. It centers on a male character. I think most of the characters are male, although there is a love interest who's a woman. It's it's mainly about men, right? I mean, yeah. gods technically, but male characters. Yeah, you wouldn't say that that movie is inherently sexist, but it's also. It, it it doesn't really do anything to address sexism in any way. Well, I think what it probably does is reflect is is kind of fairly accurately ref, reflect the attitudes of the society that it's kind of um brought out in. Do you know what I mean? Um, it would be easy to see something as sexist if it's trying to redress a balance where it's already I've already said that haven't I already out of whack um, <laughs> do you know what I mean it's it's how do you how do you pull things back the other way without favouring say for instance you've got a company that, that employs 90% males and 10% females and you're advertising for new jobs um, in order to redress the balance in that workforce, right? For that particular job, you would have to heavily favour the female applicants, and that would seem to be ramming it down someone's throat. That would be seem to be sexist. Yeah, I mean, you when of, you look at it in isolation, that sort of thing's generally called like positive discrimination. Yeah, um, where so, someone, you know, that sort of thing where um, there, there's a certain quota, diversity quota to have uh, a, a broader range of voices and generally make the workforce more representative of the general population, I guess. See, I don't know whether I'm a particularly accurate representation of the general sort of male gender of the species. It's just, um, I don't... Um, I, 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 me and Mum were watching um, the Dark Crystal series on Netflix, and it wasn't until we got like right through to the well, no, actually, it wasn't even the last episode. It was when we were watching the documentary on the making of it afterwards that it was brought up that the the whole thing is set in a matriarchal society, um, right. and all, all the power, all the powerful figures, all the leaders, um, are female characters, and it was like I didn't even notice. You know, it's like this this stuff that, about about films like um, that that have a heavy sort of female kind of message. I don't even notice. I think it. Mm. I, I think it's probably because I actually think most men are complete and utter dicks. <laughs> it's like that's including myself. So it's kind of. Um, oh, one thing I did think when I was. Uh, thinking about this episode was what do you think of the phrase man up um generally outdated i mean i i don't know i haven't really heard it that much in 
recent years from anyone that I remotely respect. Yeah, because it it does happen the other way around. I I've been told to man up at work by in a in a workplace where it was mostly females working there. Um, yeah, I've only really heard it recently in a sort of tongue in cheek way. Um, I think it's getting better in that sense, isn't it? Yeah, and that society is beginning to recognise that you can actually, especially with all the statistics over sort of male suicide and stuff, that it's well, okay to show emotions. <laughs> see, that's the thing with the patriarchy. It's sort of, I mean, and I've generally heard this analogy to um, describe issues of systemic injustice and why people focus more on uh, the oppressed classes, um, even though that oppression can have negative effects on, uh, like, for example, the patriarchy has negative effects on men, where that sort of idea of being tough and being the leader and having to show no emotion, even though that's largely a system created by men, it does negatively affect men. It's sort of like um, the analogy I've heard is, it's like a house is on fire. Mm. You don't send uh, firefighters to the houses that aren't on fire. Um, but this is sort of like, oh, the house is on fire, but the fire has spread to another house. Mm. You would still put out the first fire. Out of interest. I mean, obviously, um, it, it it seems on the surface that it's a good idea to have female leadership as well as male leadership in different um, roles do you believe that the two female prime ministers we have had have done anything for the cause of or, or for the uh for opportunities for for the image of women in power not really no they've <laughs> generally like- been being a woman doesn't make you a feminist, by the way. Just supporting women in general isn't a but, good thing but on its own. I mean, Theresa May is one thing, but certainly Maggie Thatcher even more. It's like, um, you know, you can you can be you can be a you can be a woman and be and be a dickhead. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, most of our prime ministers are dickheads. That's but, true. Um. Yeah, if you're going to say in general, no, they've they've had policies that um, were just generally shit for people. See, there's a there's a difficult, oh, not difficult. There's there's an important hurdle to overcome, I think, when you're talking about treating people equally, regardless of sex or race, is that there are or or any other aspect is that there are certain things which are just natural definitions. Um, for instance, uh, with the race thing, I would certainly say that there is a natural um, superiority among black people when it comes to uh, physical sp- sort of sport-based um I can see why you'd say that, but like the reasons why you might believe that are pretty bogus science. No, I th- no, it's genetics, isn't it? They, they are um, better, kind of. 
oh, physically. Um, someone did uh, from Humanist UK did a Voltaire lecture on this. Uh, I can't remember his name though. See if I can. Just... It's interesting. I mean, if you're if you're contesting that. Does that not then imply how, that... Yeah, here we go. How to argue with a racist. Does that not then imply that... Um, oh, it's very long, but I'll see if I can find the relevant part. That there is a positive discrimination towards black people in the sporting world. Um, well, it depends what you mean by that, because quite often... That would mean like exploiting them in the past, at least. Um, I mean, the other thing I was thinking in terms of sexism is that obviously, um, if it was purely a, a question of policy, I think it would be. I I think you'd be rightly. Um, able to argue that I think it's unfair that men aren't able to give birth. <laughs> But that that is one of those things that you just kind of. There are certain aspects of existence that are different for different. Well, everyone's different, aren't they? Okay. Um, I'm gonna see. Equality is more about opportunity than. Uh. Yeah, I. Guess yeah. Um, But then, how far do you take that? Because. Should somebody who has less ability in a particular area been given the same amount of opportunity as somebody who has more ability, inherent ability? Well, see, that's the thing, that that idea of inherent ability is pretty flawed in it of itself because you can't remove your abilities from your upbringing. If you've only got one leg, you're not going to make a very good sprinter. Should you have the you same can opportunities? You make a damn good Paralympian. Yeah, yeah. But like, also, uh, I would imagine our species has sort of gone past the sort of need to define our merits physically. Yeah. But there is also... Uh, I mean, we are we are all different. There, there's there, Okay, it's, it's not dealt with in particularly accurate ways in society but certain people are more um i don't know what the right words are i don't think intelligent but i think um like intellectually able don't know than others but it's difficult it's difficult defining you can't really divorce that from their privilege though like for example most of the top lawyers in the country, uh, well, most of the top journalists in the country were privately educated. Mm. Most of our politicians, or a, a disproportionate amount of our politicians, privately educated. Mm. Top judges, privately educated, a plurality of which, at least. Yeah. But there are some people that are just shit thick. Yeah, but like, what are the, the prime minister? Yeah, that's, that's also true. People can get into really high positions of influence based on no fucking merit at all. Do you know what? I've 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 I've, I've often thought this about my situation with with um, being a musician. That it's like it, 
yes, a certain amount of it is about how much effort you put in, how much work you put in, what you're... Well, I suppose a certain amount of natural ability, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good you are at something. If you don't have something... I mean, bringing it to that, part of the reason that you were... A fair part of the reason that you were kicked out of the Royal Academy was because you were fucking around with drugs. I'd just like to say I wasn't kicked out of the Royal Academy. Okay, what... what? I voluntarily left. But part of the reason that you left the Royal Academy... Now, if you did voluntarily leave, this is slightly different, so I'll ask you to yeah, confirm yeah. this. You know, it was fairly linked to your life situation leading up to that. Yeah, everything for, for several years was on a... I, I, I honestly was mentally ill, you know? Um, there, yeah. there was addiction, there was debt, there was... And I probably have been most of my life mentally ill in some way. Oh, excuse me. But like, um, but I went to a private from, school. You still came from a fairly working class background going I, into that. I have been, yeah, I have been accused of this. Well, you say that, but teachers aren't working class, are they? They are. Really? I mean, I mean lower middle class. You can be. See, this is the myth that propels this idea of meritocracy, that you have to be skilled to be high paid, or like, if you're not high paid, therefore, you you just didn't work hard enough. I would call nurses very skilled, yet they make uh, around about 20,000 a year, I think. Yeah, I didn't mean professionals in terms of what they get paid, I meant... meant Professionals, as in their their career choice, they're degree educated. Yeah, they could um, be degree educated, qualified. They're not paid enough. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I agree. They might classify it's getting better, but as lower middle class, but that's largely because most of the money's at the top already. Yeah, actually, the number of people that I've seen saying that uh, after this lockdown thing that that teachers should be paid like a million pounds a year (laughs) because I've been trying to do that. Home tutoring. <laughs> um, but yeah, certainly, I think it wasn't... See, I could have gone through all of those situations and and sailed through and flown high and, and, and achieved massively if it weren't for my own self-esteem. Because it wasn't about where I came from. Uh, or it wasn't about where I was. Sorry, it was about where I knew I came from. Where you know, I I knew that in that situation, I knew I came from a broken home. I knew I was came from a one parent family. I knew that I was there on a government assisted place. I wasn't. My parents weren't paying for me to be there. Um, I knew, and to a certain extent, I knew I was a musician, which was seen as a lower life form in that realm as well. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, quite a lot of people become, like, top musicians due to being able to afford to go to private schools where they can get... Nowadays, top. yeah. Um, I mean, I was lucky that it was it was provided free back then, but you know, we have to pay for all music tuition now. And part of, like, that stereotype about, like, Asian kids being really good at music is due to... 
a lot of the Asian families in uh, typically Western countries mm. are wealthier. Like, what do you think about women's football? Like in terms of, I think it's more entertaining. The, 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 yeah, I, I, I not in that way where like it's enjoyable in that way. It partly is for me, but um, <laughs> um, but I, I know male football is highly overpaid. Yeah. But I mean, you know, they get paid what they're worth. I, the, I don't know the, what they're the paid team, with women's football. I don't think they're particularly well. Well, certainly not. I don't think they're men, ads but. highly paid, but I think they are still relatively. And I'm not sure. It does seem to me to be a lot more. What I this is no, this is quite um, eye-opening. That the word that came into my head then was that it does seem to be to me when I see women playing football that they're far more manly about it. I guess typically, but like in terms of they don't go rolling around on the floor or diving or you know, it's, they're more. It seems to be a more fair game. Yeah, I mean, I found that in general with a lot of women's sport, but watching like the hockey. I mean, but it why might would be I true think, for why hockey would I in think general, that, that, that that's a manly trait? You know, that that's just typically a society's told us that it yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I think I was talking about before about that kind of underlying kind of sexist um framework. But yeah, you can... rather than because I'm not sexist, at least not deliberately, but I am aware that I am a product of a patriarchal society, yeah, which makes it easy for me to make comments like that without even realizing that I'm being sexist by saying it. Really, the best thing you can do, I guess, um, the term that's often used for someone who doesn't really fall under, at least. Many of these oppressed classes, I guess, the main one for you would be working class. Um, as far as I know, you're a straight white, a dude, and <laughs> a dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you typically the, the you have many of the characteristics that sort of the system's supposed to be built for, I guess. Um, but the sort of the best thing you can do as an ally is to catch yourself when you do have those things that are yeah. a product of that society that well, yeah, that's what I'm it's doing supposed to benefit now. you and realise that those privileges that that society might give you. Mm. Um, but also realising... You know, it's something I found actually recently and uh, I think I've probably first kind of noticed it, I suppose... Um, when watching, I think it was Sabrina, uh, event, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, there's a character in that who is, uh, I think, trans. Um, but I couldn't work out for a while. Oh, there, there was another, another programme as well that was in space or something. But there was a, characters in both of those series that it wasn't clear whether or not they were male or female, but it didn't matter. And... The thing that I've noticed recently is that there's been a. I've started noticing people just when I'm shopping. Um, somebody I've seen that works at the local supermarket a few times that that have, that have sort of said hello and stuff and and you know been helping out with the trolleys and stuff like that. And I I can't for the life of me work out when they speak to me whether or not they're male or female. But I'm happy to. I think it's interesting that I find it. 
worthy of note that I'm noticing to myself now that that is um, okay. Not not that it's not ever yeah. been not okay, but it's just like sort of oh yeah. It's like it's just something I've not really thought about. You know, it's like I, and if they were. Um, I mean, there's so many different kind of variations available, isn't there, as it were? I don't know um, if available is the right word. It is sort of just how people define themselves within that. It can I, be. I just find it interesting because I would, you know, if they if they were in transition from one to the other, it would be interested to know which way. But in in any case, there, there are there aren't there some people that choose not to be. Yeah, there's not one or the people. other. Yeah, and it's like. Um, I think I feel like I feel an obligation to, and I think I I do come across like this. I feel an obligation to just treat them as normal, nice human beings. Yeah, I mean, generally (laughs) in that situation when you know it's like, oh, you're you're probably not going to see this person a huge amount. Like the likelihood of you needing to know much about that is pretty low. So yeah, it's when you get to know refer to them generally, gender neutrally because. Yeah, and if you meet them socially, I suppose then it changes, or it can potentially yeah. change. In the- but like, if you meet, if you've got to know them better, I guess where that would become something relevant to you, mm-hmm. um, then it might be worth asking what their pronouns are. So sexism, then? Do you think? I mean, you know, I came at this conversation thinking in terms of uh, male and female prejudice, um, but. I mean, is sexism the right word? Should it be genderism? Is that what um, we're really talking about? Uh, it's complicated. Right. Um, I think I may have talked about these twats before. Um, but there's a concept of um, TERFs, which are okay. um, trans-exclusionary radical feminists. Um which, to be honest, isn't really accurate because I wouldn't really call them feminists. But did, um, did they identify as TERFs? I mean, is that their... No, that, that's generally a term I was gonna applied say, to them by other people. Um, I was going to say, when you identify yourself as radical, there's something going wrong there. I don't know. I would identify my views as radical within the political spectrum. I suppose, yeah. You're acknowledging the way things are then, aren't you? The closest um, leader, I guess, to... Oh, the closest party to my politics is miles away from my actual politics, and that's the Green Party, and they're considered pretty radical. Oh, just uh, something popped into my head, what we were talking about earlier on, you know, the uh, question that I said that Boris Johnson was answering about the um, uh, my the licence to work in the UK um, with no right to government support. That was something that was introduced in the last Labour government. Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> they fucked us, didn't they? The last Labour government. The last Labour government was wasn't, not wasn't Labour <laughs> as evil as the Tories. No, um, it was still shit. Yeah. They were still war criminals, and they still. But I think they've done so the working much damage. Class. So much damage to the real Labour Party as a whole. Yeah, but also like now, any time that someone actually remotely left wing, like Jeremy Corbyn's in charge, people act like it's a different. Like something suddenly changed. We're like, no, this is what this party was supposed to be. Yeah, you need a party standing up for the working class, 
and I guess in the interest of political balance, it but makes we haven't sense had to have that a party. For decades, have we? Like yeah. a proper. Mo- most of our parties could give a shit about the working class. If I'm honest, you, 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 they're, they're not quite as evil as the Tories in like actively hating them, but like you know, they only like them as their constituents that might vote for them. Mm. I'm going to suggest that we take a short break. Are we going to be watching a video at some point? Yeah, I found um, a sort of shorter version of that Voltaire lecture. It's by uh, a guy, Dr. Adam Rutherford, who's a member of Humanist UK. Generally, people connected to them seem to be pretty sound. Um, I watched their full Voltaire lecture, but it's about an hour long, so we won't be watching that. But they also did give a TED talk that's about 17 minutes, so we're going to watch that instead. And it says, we think everything we know about genes and identity politics by um, Aaron Rudford at TEDx Glasgow. So I'm going to suggest we take a break there and I'll swap cameras. We'll have a short pause while I go to the toilet and when we come back, um, we'll watch that video and then we'll be back with you. Okay. Oh my God. I might as well swap, swap cameras, did I say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can continue to entertain the troops if you wish. The troops? Mm-hmm. And I was aware that we're a military organisation now. Um, Yeah, so this is just sort of... um, I don't know. (laughs) I woke up at 6pm today. I I, I don't know. I mean, you know what's weird? I had a nightmare about being kidnapped by Nigel fucking Farage. And I don't know why. I haven't thought about him for months because he sort of disappeared from politics because he's irrelevant now since he's done the one purpose he had. But, like, why? Why? Why would I dream about that? And then also, like, I had a dream about going to Turkey and... Finding a hotel room and there was someone in the bath who only spoke Polish for some reason, but some random guy that me and someone I think I knew were with um, was apparently from Poland, so that turned out okay. That's weird. I was talking about my dream about getting kidnapped by Nigel Farage. I Oh, while I remember, I should just say, uh, Phil, that I was speaking about earlier, who is a solid chap, um, but just doesn't like Captain Marvel. Um, The other podcast that I know of that he does is one with Craig. He co-hosts Morlando. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, just throw that in there. And... Are we going to... Break. Yeah. Well, hello there. Right, we're back. Um, so basically, with that video, I mean, the sort of general message there, they talked about sort of... I'm a Viking. Um, well, yeah, uh, they talked about sort of uh, royal families and how there's this sort of idea of, oh, they have this genetic trait and also the Habsburg, which are yeah, I just the probably <laughs> the most inbred family in history. I just actually sat here and thought, well, that means if you go far enough back, you and I will have... Some shared ancestry. 
<laughs> you and the listener will probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you and Mum will. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just genetics, really. Yeah. Uh, or we're just all, generally history. We're all just one human family. But, like, you get this with um, how um, supposedly... Um, Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle were married into as non-royals, but like some people went and like did their sort of genealogy, I guess, and went, "Oh, they actually have a genealogy." What genealogy? I think it's simply called genealogy. No, it's genealogy. Um. Okay. You're going to check up on. You're going to fact check me live on the podcast, aren't you? Well, it's genealogy because it's all the. Oh, I guess it is genealogy. It it, it it just doesn't make sense to say how much. I don't know. You're thinking of geology. I I genuinely heard it referred to as genealogy. Yeah, but that's not right. Never mind. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it was generally found that they had a common like, isopoint ancestor with um, Edward III, which uh, quite a few people do actually. Who is Charlemagne, by the way? Charlemagne was a uh, Holy Roman Empire, I believe. Empire. Emperor. Emperor. Why are we shut up? Who's the... Who's the stop. <laughs> Firebot only got up about two hours ago. Yeah, uh, Charles the Great, numbered Charles I, was king of the Franks from 1768. Oh, no, it was a bit longer ago than that, actually. Pretty much everyone in Europe and probably all white people are related to this guy. So I'm royalty. Well, see, that's the thing. It's sort of like um, there's this idea in royalty about divine right due to being part of a certain family. It's like, well, scientifically, it's kind of bullshit because really families only really got Royal because they had a big enough army to say, eh, fuck off you. What, what is political science? Um, it's sort of prescribing a sort of, I guess, pattern or sort of... See, this is one of the things that I've been um, sort of considering when the government have been saying about um, following the scientific advice um, in, in any situation. Is that, yeah, but technically that also includes political science, doesn't it? I, I guess, but I think they're talking about... Um, mm, are they, though? ...advice about coronavirus, although mm. generally that science is publicly available and it doesn't really say what they're trying to say it says. Um, it's easy to spin anything, isn't it? I mean, political yeah. science is... Obviously, um, part of the qua- equation that they have to worry about. So, I, I guess you're kind of talking about like the PR of politics when you're saying that. Um, well, political science is a branch, isn't it? Um, and, and it's in, yeah. I should um, link it back to sexism because it is po- politics is involved in. Well, yeah, sexism. Um, sexism. But like generally, like um, someone like Marx was one of the first people to sort of try and prescribe a sort of scientific model to how politics actually works. What about Spencer? 
Yeah, you you bring high quality social commentary <laughs> to this podcast. Well, I'm just the uh, I'm just the uh, the court jester is what I am. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm relying on you to populate the rest of this podcast with meaningful content. Um, but yeah, um, I mean that uh, particular TED talk doesn't exactly say. Um, what does TED stand for in that respect? I don't know. I, I don't think it stands for anything in particular. I think it's just sort of meant to be... I For some reason, I, I assume that the E is educational. It might stand for something. Um. Um. We have to find out what TED... Technology means. Entertainment Design. There's something we found out. It's not just a guy. Um... But anyway, yeah, and generally it was about sort of um, genetics and how generally trying to assign, like, being part of a certain family, like, or being but descended from Vikings. Meant, see, if, you, if awesome you connect that back to what I was um, saying about um, black people being more physically uh, or being physically superior... There must there there surely is that there is a point when you go back in time that um, there are separate routes. Um, I mean, obviously, the, well, what I'm trying to say is that uh, the further you go back, eventually geography starts to alter, and you know, uh, but do we yeah, all? Yeah, ha- um, our, our How far back does our shared ancestry? go in terms of obviously black well, people primarily came in, in Europe in, in our you're talking about the like where they could be recognized as humans um there's generally two routes um one starting in sort of Africa area that moved up to supposedly the cradle of civilizations around Mesopotamia area. But I'm, I'm assuming there must have and been and then a- there's a group sort of around part of Russia I'm assuming there must have been a common link before that, though. You, di- you didn't. Well, if you go I, I, back, I have to assume that that you didn't have humanity evolving as black people in one place and as white people in another place. They must have been linked before that somewhere, because we were all. Was it Pangaea? We were all. Uh, the humans wouldn't have existed when Pangaea. No, was but there were, there were there was there was um, there would have been there must have been a point at which branches of the the human evolutionary tree if you like branched off from well, really, each other and were separated and split the main and then reason came for back. the skin color being different was to do with how we absorb vitamin d mm. um, because i mean when we're talking about genetics um really it's to do with the sun i don't think i don't think i might be but i don't think i'm wrong in remembering that black people are statistically more likely to um, die of cancer or contract cancer. That, that might have something to do with. I know there's um, something to do with uh, like sickle diabetes cell anemia as well, um, where like your blood cells are shaped differently. Mm. And that so, tends I mean, if there are those common, if there are those traits that um, are statistically more prevalent in black people, then why can there not be? A, fit, a general physical fitness superiority is um, that just too complex a well the the, the point concept. is sort of generally the genetics of that are more 
complex than yeah. just saying, oh, black so people more, are better at it's more jumping, like, for example. It's more likely. Have you seen Trading Places? No. We should watch that. That's, it's, it's probably a bit dated now, 80s. Dan Aykroyd. Um, basically, it's about a couple of millionaires who have a bet um, for fun. That they that they have a they have like a sort of a uh, uh, I've I've seen variations on that sort of they try to swap two people a homeless think, guy with yeah. a with a successful white man it, it's sort of a general sort of it's that nature trope. versus nurture device um I, I've seen that sort of trope yeah. in um, various things um and that. Okay, there is a certain amount of genetics involved, but there's probably a lot more environment involved. Yeah. Um, like, which kind of brings you back to the um, the sexism thing. Yeah. I don't know if this is something that you would necessarily, and I I should have looked this up before, but uh, because I don't know the actual words. But when I was a kid, and I think it's not done nowadays but do you did you did you ever get taught the nursery rhyme or did you ever hear the nursery rhyme about um what our little boys made of what our little girls made of oh yeah that's that's dumb and it's like it but that see that is just fucking propaganda if i'm honest but that yeah but that's recognized now when i was a kid and i heard that that was a genuine nursery rhyme that they used to teach children. Yeah, I've, I've heard it as a genuine nursery <laughs> rhyme, and, like, that was dumb. <laughs> but do you know what it makes you feel like as a boy to be well, told yeah, that yeah. you are made of puppy dog's tails and slugs and snails and There's all that things. sort of thing, but also, like, it's that sort of thing, oh, you're nice, and you're like, oh, you... you, you, you or fluffy, essentially, as a girl. Yeah. I wanted to be nice. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, like... Why couldn't I be made of sugar and spice and all things nice? <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. Um, Doesn't mean that I want to be a girl. It just means but I want I want to be if you didn't allowed know, to... What? Genetics is a bit more complex than that. <laughs> what? what? Like, there's not real puppy dog's tails involved. No, no. You, you, I thought that's what it was. <laughs> they didn't just put you in a cauldron somewhere. No, I thought it was a puppy dog's tail. No. Sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> um, well, I wag it as much as I can. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> anyhow. Um, <laughs> we're... we're um, but to sort of bring it back to sexism, there is, there is sort of this idea um, that, you know, oh, there's some sort of innate biological genetic difference between men and women. Therefore, some of this discrimination is kind of related to science, right? But no, it's, it's not. <laughs> Would you perhaps categorise that in the same way that when I was talking about the physical superiority of blacks that actually although there is some genetic um sort of causes of any of of, of that there, there's actually a lot more 
environmental. Do you think that's a similar sort of thing with the men and men and women thing? That that although there are some genetic differences, they're so minor compared to the social differences. It it do this is the thing with genetics. It's really fucking complicated. Yeah. <laughs> like um, well, it, an example sort of um. 2% of our population, of the general population, is apparently intersex, which means that... I'm intersex. <laughs> but a, a lot of intersex people don't actually know they're intersex. And <laughs> not on, who be isn't intersex? Asexuals. Okay, uh, not apart from asexuals, to, who isn't intersex? You're not going to be able to get past this. Go on, go on, keep going, keep going. Um, but yeah, quite a lot what, what of people... What does it mean? What does it mean? Um, what does intersex mean? Essentially means... Inter, not into. Some variant of the sort of traditional idea of XX meaning female and XY meaning male. Because yeah. there's quite a lot of variation within biological sex, regardless of gender. Um where you could have XY chromosomes and have a working uterus. Right. And uh, you could have XYY chromosomes, you could have... Um, well, that, see, that's the thing. XX, as far uh, as I was taught, there was X there was XX and XY, and that was it. But presumably, if you're saying you can have XYY, did you say? Yeah. That, does that mean that you can have more than two chromosomes? Well, yeah, um, uh, quite... I think it's maybe the 16th uh, pair of chromosomes, because it's generally the pairs that are the idea, but um, sometimes the there's a difference. Um, uh, generally an extra chromosome on the 16th one, uh, I think it's 16th, I might be wrong about this, um, causes Down syndrome. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, there's a lot of variation, and actually, the idea of a Y chromosome is quite unusual because most of them are X. See, you see, this makes me think uh, of, or, or, or brings to mind the, the. I know of people who are what I would regard as reasonably intelligent, um, who assume that there is no other. That you know that that have for some reason, um, and I I would have been among them. And like I say, I just thought there was XX and XY up until recently. But society has taught an awful lot of people who are otherwise very intelligent that this is the way things are, and there is no other way. Yeah, and um, I, I think a lot of people sort of stop at that sort of. High school level of so, understanding. Of so biology. many people have this kind of: you're either a man or you're a woman. Yeah, uh, which isn't and true of either sex or gender. And it's to do with the shape of your body. Yeah, uh, but there's a lot of variation on this, and two uh, percent of the population. It's a little bit different in Scotland, um, but two percent of the population is generally how many ginger people there are in a population. Um, like of the world population, so there's probably about as much intersex people as there are ginger people. And whilst here that's quite different, because in Scotland we have one of the highest proportions of ginger people in the world. Mm. Um, when you say intersex, what does that mean again? That's 
Well, look up I mean, the in a, definitions. See, and I might be revealing some of my own misinformation here. Is that what what are we talking about in a physical sense, and is that actually relevant at all? Well, there's quite a different. There's quite a load of different ways that you can be this. Um, so here we go. Because you get hermaphrodites, don't you? Which have have got both yeah. sexual organs. So that's um, would be an example of I think a difference in gonads or uh, primary sex characteristics, like genitals. They have something different from what. What I'm quite interested in is, there. is what what sort of percentages we're talking about when you. Um, I mean, obviously, it's becoming a lot more accepted now to uh, declare who and what you really are. Um, And probably a a glaring example of this would have been like, say, 50 years ago, people would have thought that homosexuality was very, very scarce. Well, yeah, there's that. But like also... uh Less than 20 years ago, they stopped classifying homosexuality as a mental illness. Yeah. Which countries are we talking about here? 2004, the American Medical Association stopped considering homosexuality. 2004. That's scarily recently. No offense to 75% of our audience, but they are backward in a lot of ways. I mean, when I say backward, I mean... I don't mean intellectually backward. I mean, I think that was generally like an international sort of average. Though. Yeah, I mean, having said that, it was criminal here until uh, it was we, criminal in Scotland until 1980. But have, it was is there a policy in, in the um, age of consent yet? Oh, there, there is. The yeah, there is now. Okay. There is now, but There's, I think that I do remember possibly only it. stopped in like 2010, maybe even. Yeah, I do remember lowering it from 21 to 18 and thinking, "What's the fucking point?" It's and like now on this, it's different <laughs> in Scotland as well. How they treat that as well. I just um, thought I thought that was the most ridiculous, like how gesture um, to re- to yeah, to, because it's like you're either going to make it equal or you're not. Don't fucking pretend that you're trying to by just going half-hearted about it it's like make it fucking 16 or don't well it's this sort of idea of like oh well think of the children it's like well they're not children at that point if they're able to consent they're not children that's not homosexuality (laughs) well um in scotland the way that consent works is essentially if you're under 13 you absolutely cannot give consent any sort of sexual activity with someone under 13 is illegal um although i'm not really sure how it works if two people are both under 13 experimentation um, yeah um if <laughs> you're bet- to prosecute then between the ages of 13 and 16 you can legally have sex sexual activity with someone between the ages of 13 and 16 but if, you, if you're having sexual activity with someone above 16 that's still legally paedophilia mm. um and if you're above 16 then you you that, well have there's the different right definitions isn't there because there's there, there isn't there, is there not um one of the offenses is sex with a minor rather yeah. than paedophilia paedophilia i think has to be much younger doesn't it does it i don't know I think that would be if it was under 13, I'm not sure. It it would be considered statutory rape, I think, yeah. because you're not legally able to give consent. Uh, because it, they, they 
figure that if you're under 16 and having sex with someone over 16, that there must be some sort of coercion or something that would mean that even if you were saying that you were giving consent, um, you weren't really able to give that consent because there was some sort of exploitation or mm. um, abuse of power there. How does this relate to sexism? It, it's a sort of we just sex. get sidetracked. Uh, well, we did a bit. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, sexism against intersex people is very much a thing as well. Um, considering like. A fair amount of intersex people themselves don't even know they're intersex. Like a fair amount of doctors actually, um, if there's like a genital difference, if there's someone like with a vagina and testicles, for example, might cut off the testicles. I, I, I mean, I, I frame these as questions that I'm asking you, as though I assume that you know all the answers. But I, I don't I'm know all your, answers, your opinion on something. Probably what, more knowledgeable. Than what do you most, think? I guess. Do, what do you think? Um, gender or sex wise is meant by a lady boy oh that gets complicated because um and generally um that's a thing in thai culture yeah well they have they they go on tour the lady boys of bangkok who yeah i mean uh, um, i mean when you see some of them it's like they're stunning like, if they were females, they would be... St- Are they females, I suppose, is one of the things I'm asking. Well, see, um, th- there's differences of opinion with this, uh, even amongst uh, those who would be called ladyboys. Um, uh, I think I've heard it said that sort of... Generally, I think by the government that in Thailand they're considered as some sort of third gender. Right. And trans people in general are considered as... So are they accepted as gender. Uh, an equal gender? I don't think so. Um, because they're often... Um, I, I, really the only way they can make it and why they're quite popular as ladyboys is through sex work. Yeah. Um, um, but... I, 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 don't know if this this is something that you're more knowledgeable about or not, but I suppose there are lots of concepts that have come into yeah. general um, knowledge now that that just weren't accessible when like before the internet, basically. Well, yeah. um, um, but what, there are lo- loads is, of concepts on gender and sex. That I don't are know quite if this is. I apologise if it is. West, but I don't know if this is a derogatory West. term. Um, so I apologise if it is, but is have you heard of and, and is a ladyboy otherwise known as a twink? Uh, no, a twink's a term in uh, the gay community, meaning uh, sort of young and I guess skinny guy. Right. Okay. Um, just uh, generally in gay terminology um <laughs> you tiptoeing around this there's um generally twinks and bears no <laughs> are they furry well it, it's sort of the idea is that they might be bearded and quite hairy and also probably a bit bigger okay um and maybe a bit older i don't know so more of the daddy figure <laughs> well yeah that's that is 
generally sort of <laughs> more the idea with that. Generally, the idea of a twink is that yeah, they're they're young. They're kind of a fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get onto this? I mean, I suppose sex is in the title, but um, um, but yeah, yeah, there would be an assumption yeah. looking at the title of this podcast that we were talking about prejudice against women or oh, inequality. We've talked about all sorts of prejudice in this, but like, yeah. Um, Pardon me. Uh, going back to what I was talking about with TERFs is generally the reason that they're called TERFs is they believe that feminism or sexism in general is based on biology. Like, um, for example, the issue of abortion, mm. uh, where if you're a trans woman, that wouldn't really... Um, be something that you would have to be worried about for yourself, really. Mm. Um, because so far, um, there's no operation to get like a working uterus, as far as I'm aware. No. Um, so I think they generally, so the idea with that is that they consider sexism to be only based on biology. But really, although some aspects of sexism are based on biology and like having a reproductive system like that, there's a lot more going on there based on gender. Mm. And trans women and trans people in general will experience a lot of oppression just based on being trans, let alone being a woman. Do you know, I think it's a really difficult situation to, and I think it's something that we need to address as a society. And it, the thing that made me think of it was this whole sort of Harvey Weinstein thing that went on um, and that kind of pervading um, assumption that there is this, well, recognition that there there has been this culture of male dominance in all industries or most industries but it kind of for me as a as a male it is just as important to kind of unravel and and extract ourselves from that kind of mentality for my benefit because i don't i don't like being associated with that and it, it, yeah i think Maybe uh, what you're talking about is, um, although I'd assume you'd identify as male in your gender identity, you're not really identifying with the kind of, and this is a term that has a lot of, I guess, uh, negative press around it, and um, generally people don't like this term, I guess, Um Toxic masculinity. Yeah. Mm. You'd want to distance yourself from that, which is fair, because what? it's not a good thing, and it's toxic to everyone in that situation. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm trying to think because what did you say that it that it's got negative press or something that that term toxic masculinity. Yeah. I can't imagine a positive. Sp- been on that well what i mean is negative press around the use of it like uh people get annoyed at feminists using that term and sort of take personal offense to that well that that kind of flipped what i was thinking because i was thinking 
I was thinking toxic masculinity is definitely a thing and I can't see any way in which it can be portrayed as something positive. <laughs> but like, I, I guess a lot of people when they hear that, a lot of guys when they hear that would go, oh, well, why are you criticising me when I haven't done anything? Do you know what I think is... But realising that... But the massive problem yeah. there is that you're not actually... You're not actually able to understand the way language works yeah <laughs> because you've got an adjective and a noun and they don't always go together <laughs> you know um, you can be masculine without being toxic but i mean there is a discussion on what ways you can be masculine without letting that be toxic. yeah and what and what does masculine mean yeah but i i mean see that's the thing with this being sort of relatively new to um the general public as a topic of discussion is that it's kind of a thing that language and the ideas around are evolving pretty quickly and if you're not caught up on that a lot of this can seem like well my see my general feeling my gut feeling about the words masculine and feminine I see masculinity as uh, representative of something I don't respect. Mm. And femininity as being more in touch with positive vibes of like uh, emotionally expressive and um, elegant and beautiful, you know. It is related to that nursery rhyme thing in that it, it does, for me, evoke images of negative nasty things masculinity whereas femininity is nice sweet things but um i think it is worth seeing masculinity in some ways when done right i guess um as a force for good yeah i just i'm i I can see why that's separating the words from You can, I suppose, and it's again, it's betraying my my sort of language um, usage through the years. Is that I'm think I'm I'm equating masculinity with strength. Yeah, and strength can often be related to power, and power is often related to the abuse of such power. But whereas I would actually fe- I, I would actually um, see femininity as a more emotionally strong. Yeah, um, I mean, like it, it's generally related to, I guess, uh, on that sort of sex level. Uh, I feel I feel like language is letting us down in all of this because all of this talking about the the masculine and feminine traits here is still dividing it into two sides. But yeah, it's it sort of... <laughs> you need to realise that masculinity and femininity exist in all people and their gender expression. And it is important, I think, in um, our episode on gender, we did um, conflate um, gender expression with gender identity. They are different things, Um you can be uh, very feminine in your expression and still absolutely identify as a man. 
I would say that, I'll say there's an awful lot of men that are like that because I mean, is that not what people mean when they're talking about camp? Yeah, I guess. Um, but it, it's, it, I, th- I think it's just sort of uh, at the time uh, when trying to lay out the distinction between sex and gender. Mm-hmm. We did say that language should probably change to reflect masculine and feminine, uh, but gender identity is something quite different. Um, You've got so many different things going on here. You've yeah, got I mean, the problem, male and female, masculine and feminine. The problem with gender as a term is it's used to main, mean quite a lot of stuff that's yeah. quite different. Well, it's used for um, sockets and plugs in electricity. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which um, is kind of... <laughs> It's kind of gross when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it makes sense when you have that incredibly oversimplistic view of gender. Yeah, it's sort of like that <laughs> thing of people not understanding homosexuality because, oh, they don't fit together. It's like, it's not fucking Lego. It's just people having fun. <laughs> um. <laughs> we got a bit sidetracked there. <sighs> Sexism. I'm trying to think. Um, um, but I mean, it's sort of going to that thing about, because quite often this is brought up in relation to films. There, well, there were... Yeah, I was actually thinking when you said that, I was just trying to look back at the history of um, powerful women characters in things, and... Um, what popped into my head was a TV series called Dynasty. Don't know if you have heard of that. It was kind of around the same time that Dallas was about. Uh, if you'd heard of that, but it was basically it was like rich tycoons, basically in the oil industry, and and there were right. different characters in it. But one of one of the, two of the main characters in Dynasty were the main women in the Carrington and Colby families. One of whom was played by uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, she was a sex symbol. Um, oh, I can't remember now. But she was Alexis, but she was a really strong female character. Both both the women in that were both very strong female characters, and it it this was in the eighties. So obviously at that time it was quite a revolutionary kind of. I mean, the men were kind of strong as well, but. But in actual fact, I think people were watching it for the for the women that were having cat fights and stuff, right? Um, but I mean, they were quite. Their strength was portrayed as being ruthless and nasty to each other, which right. again, it was the same same for the men. But I think the fact that it was women that were doing it was more unusual. People were used to seeing men be strong and nasty characters. See, that's the thing. It's sort of this association with strong as using that strength to be a dick, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And that comes back to what you are talking about with like our two female prime ministers were pretty fucking horrible. It's like, and, and my... My um, right back towards the beginning of the conversation when I said that I think of most men as complete dicks... It is. It is. I mean, I. I actually. I actually don't. I. I think of. I think of masculinity, in that way. I think I. My. I, I'm almost sexist in the opposite direction to to my gender. 
I um and, and it's and it it will have an effect on my self esteem and it's maybe something to do with coming from a, a single parent family not having a dad around most of the time that I'm very anti not anti well actually maybe I should just carry on and complete that sentence and not correct myself and say what was flowing out there and say I'm very anti male um even though I am one I don't know I mean, it's sort of does that make me sexist against my own gender See, they're talking about that Captain Marvel thing. I said on my podcast when I was talking about that, that this whole, I felt that when people saw that as having gender uh, or having sexism, feminism rammed down their throats, I I see that as a as people feeling threatened by it. Whereas when I watched it, um, and I said this, I, when when she was having a kind of moments, if you like, I, I, my feeling on it was, oh yeah, you go girl. I was really behind her, and you know, like really. But which is a weird that movie in particular. I mean, I'm not. I don't think of. I'm. You know, I'm not kind of. Sorry, carry on. It, 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 mm. I, the the message sort of conflicted towards the end, where it was trying to sort of give that message of, oh, the reason they've succeeded is because you know they persevered. When you know they were knocked down again and again, I've, but in the end, what made them succeed was some explosion. Uh, sorry, spoilers. Um, <laughs> a bit late for that, but if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's some sort of um accident, like it, it, it. I mean, I guess you get that with superhero movies in yeah, general, where yeah. like their well, power it's, it's all about gamma radiation, basically, isn't it? Well, yeah, <laughs> but. I think, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess, yeah. Sort of seeing that as being different to any other superior movie in itself is kind of a bit. Sexy. You, you got to wonder whether or not secretly, well, not even secretly, but Stan Lee had a certain amount of a feminist streak in him that because there's a beautiful irony to me in the fact that she, um, for a start, has the name of the entire franchise, Captain well, yeah. Marvel, but um, also the fact that she's so powerful um that she's most of the time she's unheard of but she's always working to she's basically saving the universe well yeah i mean that's just the big thing but like, not seen doing it that's like femininity in society sort of that joke about most of the superheroes being based in new york or america it's like well what's what's the rest of the world doing what's the rest of the galaxy doing now that they've introduced guardians of the galaxy there's loads of male superheroes but they're all being seen big time doing what they're doing do you know what i mean that but but she's just there in the background just kind of off saving the rest of the galaxy just coming back when she's needed mm. which happens to be like end game sort of time but it's just like that that to me does seem more of the the, 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 the woman's way infinity is like, war, like because the rest of the universe beyond the milky way wasn't really involved with Thanos. I think, as far as I knew, he was just involved with like conquering the galaxy. Like, what did they think when everyone just started to disappear? Because it wasn't really on the news for them, would it be? Like, he made like half the universe disappear. So what did the rest of the universe outside of his galaxy think? See, Thanos's problem, he needed to make it happen retrospectively as well. So, people disappearing from existence can't be 
like from now on it's got to be throughout time because otherwise people are going to be people are going to remember them if everybody forgot that all those people had existed then it, nobody would have known anyway I, I i guess that's his problem like um on a sort of how he was defeated uh, but like on on a like ideological level of his whole plan that was pretty fucked from the start <laughs> But it wasn't actually that bad a kind of... I mean... Well, aside from, like, the practical aspect of those people being repopulated probably fairly quickly... Yeah, I suppose there is that. Um, we are a bit of a virus. You'd have to redo that every hundred years or so anyway. Yeah, it's true. Um, but, like... It, see, this is the thing with... Um, also with... Um, I think it's been called eco-fascism, where people are seeing this coronavirus as a positive thing because, oh, you know, people are going to die off and, they, you know, they could not be polluted. It's just going to delay it. <laughs> it's like, well, no, we still need to tackle that. And also, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, stop <laughs> celebrating people dying. Like, chill out. <laughs> people die all the time. Yeah. It's It's not not celebrating it, it's just a way of coping, I think. (laughs) The idea of um, years of lost life, Mm. sort of like, okay, people die all the time from like old age and whatever. Isn't it technically possible though? But there's extra people dying, and it's affecting people a lot more now. I know this is like a a shot in the dark, like just a a blind hope, but is is it not technically possible that? Global warming was on the trajectory that it was, and it would have gone past a tipping point earlier had this not happened. However, however small an amount of time that might have been, is it um, not a possibility that we may just have enough time to develop the technologies and the electric cars and get everything else and and and, and just 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 pull back from the brink? Just in well, time because of what's happened. So part of the problem is like, I mean, we've got the technology for fairly good clean energy, and I think it's cheap. It's just people can't be asked to replace it, and like the people that business is based on these fossil fuels oil, already have a lot of money to stop it from stop that business from disappearing. Mm. <laughs> that went downhill, didn't it? Um, how are we gonna uh, like bring things round in a neat and tidy way to sexism? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> do you think? Um, do you think we're ever gonna have a female president in America? Well, I say we. Do you think they are ever gonna have a female president in America? Um. Uh, hmm. See, with that sort of idea of um, seeing, like, uh, for example, a lot of people supported Hillary Clinton seemingly on the basis that it's just, oh, it's going to be the first female president. And it's like, well, Hillary Clinton's still a dickhead. Like, (laughs) she's still supported war crimes in Libya and Iraq and I know the guys around her also did but like 
it, it doesn't make her good just because she's a woman. Pardon so, um, whilst I think it would be good if they could have a female president. The major like, problem is, though, that anybody who gets into that kind of position has to have a thirst for it, and generally they're the worst people to have it. Yeah, the power. It's like, um, <laughs> like to get there, you've got to be a dick. <laughs> um, I think it's in, and this is a slight spoiler for I think it's restaurant at the end of the universe. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, like the character of Zaphod Beeblebrox is meant to be the president of the galaxy, but it turns out the actual person that runs the galaxy is someone that never wanted to do it because that was the best system for finding someone that would be good for it. Yeah. I was like, um, I mean, bringing it to UK politics um, with Jeremy Corbyn, he had an unusual characteristic of actually having fucking principles, which apparently don't belong in politics. Mm. And I mean, I think he would probably been one of the better prime ministers if he did become prime minister. But the very fact that he had any real qualities meant that he was doomed not to <laughs> yes but um yeah it, it's sort of that thing of being good at policy but really bad at politics do you have anything more to say or are you happy to start winding up oh i probably have a fair amount more to say but um I'm I'm hosting another podcast on the network this week. You're hosting. I'm hosting. Yes, it's my turn to host. Oh right. Oh, it's that that um music thing. Ego. Yeah. In right. fact, it might be out before this episode comes out. If it's not, then it'll be out very very nowish. But um, yeah, I'm doing the '90s for my decade. Spoiler. I feel like that's probably the decade when you were least conscious. <laughs> yeah, which is why it's my best decade for music true <laughs> um now the 90s i think for me for my generation the 90s were like musically um and possibly i, I i'm just glad i went through the 90s at the age i did because it, it was um it was very 60s but in a different way <laughs> um but um on the topic of intersex people mm. Worth noting here, in April 2015, Malta became the first country to outlaw non-consensual medical interventions to modify sex anatomy, including that of intersex people. So, on the topic of sexism, given that whilst um, generally um, sexism talks about sexism against women... um, Sexism against intersex people is still rampant, and literally, there's only one country I think it, to outlaw non-consensual medical operations. I think that's non-consensual from the parents as well. Slightly linked to that, I think, is um, although there are more risks involved. I think it's ridiculous that it's regarded okay to genitally mutilate boys. Mm. Um, I, n- I know it's more dangerous to circumcise uh, females, but... I don't mean it's really called circumcision, but yeah. Yeah, uh, female... I, well, they call it female genital mutilation, but it's kind of... Yeah, they call that that when it's in a culture that 
doesn't support that. Yeah. But like when it's circumcision, I, I have like, heard oh, it well. called female circumcision. But oh, have you? Okay, I mean, I don't know if, uh, but uh, probably more often female genital mutilation. But I, I see cutting off a part of uh, of somebody's sex organs as abuse. Regardless, if it's, if it's, if it's non-consensual. Medi- well, if there's a medical reason for it as well. I mean, without a medical reason, if it's non-consensual, then to, like, to the don't, point don't where it's do medical operations. to the point where it's a normal part of culture, and that you, you, yeah. you know you'd be unusual if you weren't like, circumcised. It's where kind of, um, you're talking about chopping off somebody's part of somebody's dick? I mean, what what the fuck? But like, do where you, modifying sex organs might be necessary for trans people, like that's a consensual thing, and it's medically necessary because it's the medical operation needed to um, treat gender dysphoria. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how to end this podcast. No. Um, Shall we go and drink beer like men? Uh, (laughs) I'd rather not, thank you. Oh, I'll tell you what we have been Sounds watching. Sounds kind of gross. Um, what's the thingy, Bob? Two pints of lager and a pack of crisps. Yeah, oh, that's it. That, I mean, uh, just to make this a bit more fun, I guess, and bring this lighthearted, because we've been pretty Yeah, happy. why did you think she was going to be a lesbian? What? You, there was one character in it that you thought, I bet she turns out to be a lesbian. But um, um, No, I hope she was. I know she probably won't be, because right. it was the 2000s, but... Um, no, I, I, I wasn't that unusual then to be. I think one of them possibly does, does, but no. just not the one you were thinking. Um, but yeah, that, that's interesting. I mean, uh, the first season was made in 2001. Um, and I, I made a comment uh, watching, I think it was the first or second episode, that it was like a zoo for straight people. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are like... It's aggressively weird. straight, um, but like, but in a way that is all like poking fun at that. Yeah, you're not really. Sh- but it is in that transitional stage between. It is one of those things with older shows, particularly comedy shows, where you're not sure if they're poking fun. I think at it was the on ideas the, on the that they're expressing. It, I think that was why it did so well at the time, was because it was quite, um, you know, borderline. It was. It. It was going places that comedy tended not to have gone before and that it was taking the piss out of that kind of... But, like, the relationship between the two main male characters um, is quite often referenced in a jokey way as being sort of homoerotic, I guess, or at least sort of yeah, well, as I think, a romance, that yeah, sort of idea. I think that's around that sort of age, that, that sort of time that it became accepted to talk in those terms before that a bromance would have been oh that's gay you know yeah, yeah. as though that's but a bad like, thing like at that time that was pushing new boundaries and yeah. sort of being supportive but nowadays it's kind of t- tired out and a little bit sort of like is that homophobic <laughs> no i mean like now if somebody I'd, I'd you know i've got a couple of friends that i could imagine if somebody said oh you know that they're being all bromancy or whatever I wouldn't take that as a, an indication that I would now take it as an indication that it's okay to like other men. 
is it the as people yeah. <laughs> you know just it's okay to and even to love other men as people without it being something sexual you know yeah. as friends you know just kind of platonic although i it's not gay like there's a lot of platonic friendships that should absolutely be gay in media yeah but what the, the thing is why does it have to become about sex when sex gets involved it half the time it ruins relationships anyway <laughs> is that your view well of all the relationships I've had, only one has succeeded. So I'm not. I'm not going to push that. I, I don't want to. No. <laughs> what? Just no. I I don't know what you're talking about. No. I mean, succeeded in terms of like lasted. Yeah, but like what you said before, I'm not. I, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> what? I don't understand what you mean. Good. <laughs> I'm going to leave that on a cliffhanger. You can explain to me off air, maybe. Perhaps. Okay. Um, right. That, I'm not sure how much we stayed actually on the topic of sexism. We did mention it occasionally. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of difficult with the news right now um, not to talk Isn't about everything? racism. Um Fortunately, it's kind of slightly related in some ways. Not, yeah. not in the causes, but it's just that it's still about inequality. I suppose it's kind of we could, we could link it back, um, but also uh, to, to do with that sort of concept of racism and how Jesus, people... imagine being a black woman for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> and Feeling gay, for you. a black gay lesbian. Yeah, that but... must be hard. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, or and also trans. Let Let's see how how many how difficult we can make it. Um, and I'm not sure what's the hardest religion disabled? to be. Probably nowadays, actually, Muslim. A black disabled in the Western world, it would be Muslim. A black disabled gay trans woman. And the Muslim. And the Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there must be some oh yeah definitely um, makes you kind of feel a bit more appreciative of your own situation though yeah I mean that's the sort of thing like um, <laughs> there's always somebody got it more, when people say like that idea of white privilege or male privilege it's like okay they're not saying that as a criticism of you necessarily if you are white or male or whatever of a privilege, I think it, saying it like that's not an accusation. That's just asking you to realise what it, you've been given. It's important to remember there. what what arena you're talking about, yeah. because there is an argument to say that I would do better in the musical or theatre world if I was gay. Uh, it, mm. I might stand a better chance. I mean, I know of situations where I can't really go into details, but I know of situations where people have benefited from their connections, if you like. I, I I guess, but it's sort of in the context of like, okay, whilst you might have certain benefits in certain ways if you're part of a certain characteristic, like, it, it in no way outweighs the sort of no, I mean, I w- shit that you've gone through for having I, I, that characteristic. I would definitely say that I don't feel that I'm ever um, discriminated against by homosexuals because I'm straight. <laughs> I might be laughing, but but there's no kind of 
I've never felt that that's in any way kind of any any I've never felt any kind of animosity from a homosexual. Good. <laughs> anyway, I think we should probably end this. Yeah. Um what's next episode about? Oh, by I the way, know. happy 60th. Happy 60th. It's episode number 60. I should have said that at the All beginning. Right. Really, but cool. <laughs> um also happy pride month. Is it June's pride month? Is it? So if you are LGBT if you are proud <laughs> proud or if you're just proud in general, not sure what of. Um cool. I mean it is it's a weird thing with Pride Month because of like um coronavirus, you can't really have any parades. Um, I've read a weird thing today. What? Oh, that was it. Because I've got this this um, survey app on my phone where some surveys I get paid to do like 30 pence a time or whatever. But you do all these like in-between ones as well. Uh, just grifting. Like gathering what? In grifting. <laughs> grifting, is that what it's called? Yeah, I guess. Anyway, um, one of them was asking about um, what I thought about particular things. And apparently at the moment it's illegal. See, you can meet people outdoors, right? that aren't from the same household as you. Right. But technically at the moment, it's illegal for a couple to have sex indoors if they don't live together. So does that mean right. that they can outdoors? That, that's generally <laughs> covered by other laws, I think. <laughs> Dodging's illegal. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, so if you're in your garden, is that legal? I think that would come under public indecency. Well, if you've got tall fences, maybe. But, I mean, and social distancing, is that two metres face-to-face? Or <laughs> does it count as two metres if you have a two-metre-long schlong? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, if you're ta- or if you're taking them from behind? What? Well, I mean, if you're facing an opposite direction... No, you couldn't face in opposite directions, could you? You could both face in the same direction, but not be facing well, each other. Well, maybe if you put a strap on on your butt. Maybe we should <laughs> stop now. Oh, yeah, that, that would work. <laughs> Let's stop. Yeah. Anyway. I've been. I, I've, uh, <laughs> I've been Fireball. I've been the Orbiter. And this has been episode Very 60 awkward. of Breaking Bollocks. Sexism. Sexism. Thanks. So we've have we done racism? No, no. Are we going to do racism? Uh, I think it's down as a subject. And you swept this under the carpet earlier on, which I shall have to clean up later on. But what about jism? Weirdly, not a subject. Because <laughs> I don't actually know what that would cover. I suppose it would depend how long it's been since the last time. (laughs) That's not how ejaculation works. I hope you know that. You don't just, like, fill up on cotton. (laughs) Well, let's not have this conversation now. I can't. How do I turn things off? It's your job. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.